This is the I Love Success Podcast. I'm Peter Jumrukovsky, and I have made a vow to myself to help as many people as possible to achieve their dreams. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success Podcast. Thank you once again for being part of the show, for deciding to do something real with your life, to go after your dreams. I'm just a kid that had a lot of dreams and with the support system of many, many amazing people, I got the opportunity to actually go after them and, and achieve some of those dreams and still fighting for some others. So I'm doing this show here for you. And if you're struggling right now, or if you're on the right path, you're in the right place. I bring on amazing people that are doing it every single day. And if you can get at least one real point on how to, you know, take that step in your life, then, then I'm happy. Then this is all worth it. Uh, today, I'm actually extra excited because I have a fellow martial artist. I have a fellow karate practitioner. She's just an a, a amazing person. I don't know her yet, but just the smile and the vibe feels so good. And she's a fighter basically her whole life. Now she's one of the top fighters in, in the UFC. And, uh, I think she's a fighter in life too. And there was something she said in a video that I want to share with you. And uh, it goes like this. Anytime I feel like giving up, I tell myself that all of the greats have been through this point. And the only difference between them and somebody that's not known is the fact that they push through. So today we're going to talk about overcoming challenges with an amazing fighter. So welcome, Michelle the Karate Hottie Waterson to the I Love Success podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. Sometimes I, you know, I do so many interviews that I, sometimes I, and just life just happens so fast that I forget that I say those things. And it, yeah. it was really refreshing to hear that that's something that I would have said. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a cool quote, you know. <laughs> it will look good on a t-shirt <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So Michelle, we, we're going to dig into obstacles, mindset and all of that, but I'm curious to go back a little bit because a lot of times life is shaped very early on, both for the good and the bad. And uh, one, one of the things that I'm super curious about is like, how was life growing up and how did you get into fighting? All right, Peter, I totally just messed that up for you. Sorry. Uh, no, no worries at all. It... <laughs> uh, life growing up, I would say it was to me like a like a like a typical childhood. I'm, and I can't I can't speak for anybody else because I've just only experienced my own childhood. But what I will say is that I think everybody um, in all walks of life, all around the world, from different cultures from different upbringings, all, all have their own journey and all grow up with um, the, the cards that they were dealt and, and have to play the cards that they were dealt. Um, so to me, I think it's just like a, ma a matter of, of how, if you've learned how to play yeah. and how well did you play your hand, you know? So childhood was great. I had an older brother and a younger sister. Um, we grew up in a, in a small, uh, I wouldn't, I would say in the suburbs of the city, um, uh, really diverse neighborhood. Uh, my, my dad was a military guy. So we were kind of, um, we were blue collar family and uh, got 
got into martial arts because my brother um, loved Ninja Turtles and Mortal Kombat and and Power Rangers, and I wanted to be like my brother. So um, when there there was a, a little community um, martial arts studio just down the street at this uh, local church, and uh, they made it affordable enough for all three of us kids to be able to join and, and participate. And so uh, my parents put us in and it just became the biggest part of my life. It, it completely changed me and I fell in love with martial arts and it did become a way of life and I just knew from that point on that it was always going to be a part of my life. Wow isn't that crazy like how we can get to experience something that we never experienced before and then we just get to know this is something that I really want to be part of my life. What was it about martial arts that, that made it so exciting for you and that make you made that commitment so early on? I think it it came in it came into my life at a point where I was trying to find myself. Um, and so it How gave old me are a you voice. at this point? Uh, I would say when I first started, I was probably 10 or 11. 10 or 11, yeah. Yeah. And um, it gave me a voice. It uh, it allowed it, it gave me something to 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 shape who I was from. Um, I really got gravitated towards it. I really liked the discipline aspect of it and it might be because I come from a military family you know my mom's Thai so like traditional Asian like um uh morals and 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 things but uh I just what I loved about it um was that you know the more the more I learned and the more I practiced the more confident I would become in myself and who I was as a person and uh, I was a very soft-spoken kid. I was very submissive. I kind of just went with the flow. I, I didn't like confrontation. And I, I very often wouldn't stand up for myself or I would just stay silent because I didn't like confrontation. And I would, and I would um, you know, give up my happiness so others were happy because it was just easier. And I think that martial arts gave me a voice. It gave me confidence to stand up for myself. It gave me confidence to be in situations that made me uncomfortable and to, to stand up for myself and to, to have a voice for myself when I, uh, when I was scared or fearful. Uh, I mean, that's what's so great with martial arts, right? And that's why I'm such a big fan of martial arts because I think every kid should do it because if you're... If you're a little bit shy, it will it will make you you know open up a little bit. If you're a little bit too cocky, it will make you humble. Like it it gives you so many life lessons that you can use in your everyday life. And and I'm I'm curious like how like when did you realize like those aspects of the martial art and how how like how long did it take for that to start forming and shaping you? I mean, I've probably told this story before, but I haven't told it to you. So <laughs> I think the biggest, like if I can pinpoint a moment, what I would say is I was, you know, I was a young girl um, in high school, but like really underdeveloped, you know, I was really skinny and um, had braces and was flat chested and just kind of awkward. And um, at, at the point, I was a teenager, you know, so at that point, you know, girls 
are always struggling with body image and just, like I said, trying to find who they are and trying to fit in and trying to see what makes them fit in and trying sometimes trying to be something that they're not. And I remember, um, I remember just, you know, some boys being boys and picking on me at school, something very silly. Like <laughs> I kind of laugh at it now when I think about it, but when I was like, when I was a teenager, oh my God, just like I was devastated, you know, I was in high school, but not developed enough to actually have a bra. So my mom, like, I, you know, I basically wore like training bras or sports bras and I would like, you know, stuff, stuff my, my bra because I wanted to look like a girl. I wanted to look like a teenage girl, like all the other girls. And um, there was a boy that had come up from behind me and tried to snap my bra and obviously it wasn't a bra, so it didn't snap. And just he, you know, he said out loud, oh my gosh, you still, still, still wears training bras. And I was just so embarrassed. And it kind of just bummed me out for the rest of the day. And I had karate practice. So I remember going into karate practice, just not myself. And um, I went through the whole practice, you know, I was just going through the motions and um, just trying to forget about it, but it was still in my mind. And my instructor, um, he could tell. Like he was, he was in tuned enough with me to know that something was up. And so he pulled me aside after practice and asked me like, are you okay, Michelle? And uh, I just started, I just broke down. And um, he was like, what's wrong? And I just said, I don't know. I just, I just feel like, um, like I don't even like belong. And I remember telling him I'm like ugly and I'm flat chested and I have braces and you know, nobody wants to hang out with me. They all just laugh at me. So I was just like a girl, emotional, young, trying to figure out where I belong. And he was just so like taken back. And he, he pulled me in front of the mirror. And yeah, he, he asked me, what do you see? And I, I told him all those things, you know, I said, I just, I just ripped us, myself a new one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I don't see any of those things. He just said, I see, you know, a young, very smart, beautiful, capable young lady who is going to grow up and do great things. Yeah. And, and um, he said, you don't have to worry about what anybody else thinks. It's just about, you know, how you feel. Yeah. And uh, like, I just, um, he, like, in that moment, he, he saw what I couldn't see in myself, you know. And it changed my life. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, Ed, I know this this is emotional, but it's 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 crazy. I, I just had the same conversation yesterday with a friend of mine, and his daughter is going through the exact same things, you know. And uh, I think we all, in in some ways, do. And uh, that's why it's so important to have people around you that can, you know, believe in yourself a little bit more than, than you do. Right. And, and I, 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 sometimes I get a little bit sad with this, you know, badass culture that like, I'm, I, I, I'm the one who can lift myself up. I'm the one who can do all of that work. And that's awesome when you're already strong, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was bullied. I was the, I was chubby. I, I, you know, I did, I lost all my friends, you know, everybody started drinking. I even went to the, to, you know, the high school kind of dance, uh, like that had on Fridays all by myself because I wanted to be a part, but, and then people ask, who are you here with? I had to lie 
to my parents, to my uh, to the people around. So so I know what you're feeling here, and I know there's so many other people, but because I had those great people around me, I've started believing in myself, and especially when you start getting good at something, right? Right. And the thing is, it's like all those things are inevitable. Yeah. It's gonna happen. You can't skirt through life not getting picked on you can't skirt through life not running into obstacles not running into challenges not running into adversities that's what life is yeah you know and so it's kind of like those things should be expected just like how 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 boring would a video game be if there wasn't a villain you know to beat (laughs) (laughs) i love that and how like i don't know how 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 this goes but it it's crazy enough a lot of the people that excel in some parts of life, they they have an ability to to channel that pain and to make something good good of it, just like you have done, you know. So, like, how, what happened after that moment? It was was it a, a, like a step by step, just sh- keep showing up, or or was it more like, oh, boom, now now I'm now I'm back? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's always a constant having to um, intentionally remind yourself to show up you know it's kind of I mean how I like to compare it to is a garden like if if you have a garden just that's just plain even if you don't plant weeds or water the garden weeds will grow yeah you know so you have to make an effort to pull the weeds and plant good seeds and water the good seeds and nourish the good seeds and continue to pull the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's how I see it. And um, yeah, I just feel like I, I wouldn't say boom, but I do think after that, I kind of just, it, it gave me a, a self-confidence um, to, um, to walk and to walk in, in my shoes and to be comfortable with who I was at the point in my life where I was and um and and to understand that it was it was who I was and to love who I was um and to not give you know those other negative thoughts any power you know if you don't give them any power then they don't grow yeah I mean it it's such a long process right and uh, that's why the the great thing is, and I, I say this all the time, like doing something in an environment with others that like the same thing is usually very helpful because like in school, for example, I wasn't the cool kid. I didn't fit in in that sense. But when I went to the dojo, it was awesome. So I had that moment, you know, for for myself. And I think you've experienced this too. And, and, and a lot of people out there that it's like, try to put yourself in a different environment because sometimes, you know, I wanted to be liked. I wanted to have all of the hot girls and all, all of that, but I was trying to chase a version of myself that wasn't me. And we all, not all, but a lot of us do. And then hopefully at some point you realize, no, this is the path that I'm going to go. And that's what makes me happy. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, and you don't know until you try and so you experiment until you explore. You know, I think, um, you know, there's a time and place for everything. I for sure think it's important for yourself, for you to find a community of people that you can flourish with, you know, and and grow and and learn people that will feed 
you know, your passion. Um, and, and, and once you've, you've built your confidence, it's important to put yourself in uncomfortable positions as well. And uh, Michelle, I'm curious, can you just share the first time you ever competed in any martial arts and how was that experience and how did it go? Um, I, re- I mean, I'm just trying to think back. My very first tournament, you know, you, you have to sign up for both point sparring and form. form yeah. And it was so funny because um, I'm like, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a martial artist. You know, what's form? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight. I don't have to do form. But my my uh, my coach was like, yes, you, you're gonna you have to do both. You can't just compete in one. You have to compete in both. And I was like totally against um, doing form. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember um, get, getting into um, the line where we had to do the point sparring. And in karate, they match you up by age and by belt. And it doesn't matter if you're 10 years, 10 years old and you're, you know, four foot nothing or whatever it is. <laughs> if she's 10 and you're 10, you guys are going, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter if she's, you know, 50 pounds. But, and at that time, it's like, it wasn't even, they were they, at that age, they don't separate the girls from the boys, you know? Oh. So it was like, I was going against girls and boys. Oh, wow. And um, it just was like super intimidating. I remember, but just getting like this, uh, like this wave of adrenaline um and uh basically get my butt whooped yeah. <laughs> i got my butt whooped first first karate tournament and um i mean it's not too bad point sparring is a little bit more controlled than than what i'm doing now but um yeah. i still you know it is a hit to your ego and uh, and then i remember i was like man that sucked and then i went and did forms and i did super good like a really <laughs> good technique really good form and and winning the first place trophy made me feel good. And I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe I am good at this form thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up being really good at form and, uh-huh. and struggling uh, to spar. Oh, wow. and, and it's funny because when I first started it, I didn't think I'd like form. Um, but I stuck with sparring because I sucked at it. That's so cool. Yeah. And similar story to me. I I I was very good at forms, and then I trained. I I stuck with the with the kumite and the fighting, and and eventually I had to give up forms because I was better at at fighting. But it's 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 interesting how um, like life and 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 one thing that I I'm curious about, like why did you stick with it? Why did you do the things that were hard? And I know you're talking about this a lot of time, like being out of your comfort zone constantly. And I mean, you've done this for basically your whole life. And I think most people that are even listening to this show, they most people don't know how that feels to dedicate your whole life to something with the good and the bad, the injuries, the losses, the everything that goes around by committing yourself intensely to a craft, it's, it's something quite remarkable, but it takes so much time outside of the comfort zone. So first of all, I applaud you, but what is it with you that makes you want to keep going, keep doing this because you get punched in the face for a living, right? Right. I mean, there, I guess there, there could be other, there could be worse professions, you know, I mean, I, I love it. I, I'm not going to lie. 
I, I think it's kind of like a fight or flight um, thing in all of us. It's, you, it's either you love it, you, you know, you like that, um, that friction or, or you, you flee from it, right? And, um, you know, same thing in sparring. The first time I ever, you know, first time I ever bled, I remember it like it was yesterday because, you know, she was this really, really tall girl and I couldn't even get close to her. And, you know, they called fight and she threw out this sidekick and hit me square in the nose and knocked me into the, the judges table. And every, I was so embarrassed. And, and I, you know, I looked down at, at my, um, my gi and there was blood on it. And, and instead of being sad, scared, hurt, I was pissed. <laughs> I was fired up and I was like now you're getting it you know <laughs> so, so I mean I remember and I'm sure you know my family could see the fire in my eyes because when they called go the second time there was no way she she was she was gonna win that match you know um but yeah I do think it's just that it the reason why I haven't stopped is because there's so much that I haven't been able to accomplish that I want to yeah. and um I'm scared uh, I'm it, and, and it's not a bad scared it's a it's a fear you know it's a it, it, it's a fear of the unknown and I think that drives me because I I want to uncover the unknown it's like when you go to sleep at night and you're scared of the boogeyman um, because all the lights are turned off and you see all these shadows and you're, you're petrified stuck in the corner of your bed staring at this shadow and you don't get any sleep all night because you think the boogeyman's coming after you when all you had to do was get up and turn the lights on and do a little bit of investigating and see that it was just your plant or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then you wouldn't be scared anymore. That's what it is. Like I have so many fears of the unknown and I, and I'm trying to just, I'm trying to just like uncover all these fears so that they're no longer fears and that I can conquer those. That's pretty cool. So how, how do you, like, how do you do that? Like in, in the moment, because most, like it's either, or most people, either they, they do it or they don't, or they have somebody pushing them to do it, but this is like, you you're doing it. So like, what, what is it in, that, what goes on in your mind right before that challenge that, that says, no, I'm doing this. There's no way back now. I think um, there are going to be points in everyone's journey where they experience all those things, like you said, either you do it or you don't, or somebody else is pushing you. I've had fights where somebody else was pushing me more than I was pushing myself. I've had fights where I thought I was doing it, but I was not doing it. <laughs> and I've had fights where I, I was doing it. Um, and it just, it takes, practice and it takes experience I would say and um for sure especially in fighting if you're going to do it I would say it has to be done for yourself because if it's done for any other reason other than doing it for yourself it can be dangerous yeah um it just it is what it is it's too dangerous dangerous of a sport to get into because somebody else wants you to do it or because you're trying to impress somebody else you know, at the end, you know, people watch it, people tune in because it's entertainment, but we're putting our bodies on the line in, in a very serious way. Uh, so uh, got to do it for yourself. And I think 
the more you the more you practice, uh, the more it becomes a part of who you are. And when I say practice, I mean in 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 all aspects. I mean physically practice, put your reps in, um, explore the things that you don't know, uh, become a student of the game, always a student of the game. And not only are you practicing physically, but you're also practicing mentally. Um, I mean, and I, I don't know how else to put it, but you have to be, you know, a slave to your dreams. Yeah, I, it, it's so crazy because one thing that I struggle with, and it, I, I, I think you kind of relate to this, is that like when, when you have made that decision, you go so hard into becoming this that it's, all, it's on the verge of injury or super successful, basically. So how do, you, how do you become smart? Because this is something that I've struggled with and know when to, you know, relax and rest and, and you know, being, being mindful of the, the long game as well. That's a very hard question to ask any athlete because, you know, their mindset is go, go, go. Yeah. You know, um, I think the older you get, the more you realize that your body just at some point will be like, no, I'm not doing this. You mean yeah. you can try, but yeah. <laughs> we're not doing this today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I think it is, it is trial and error. And sometimes you learn the smart way and you listen to your body. And sometimes you learn the hard way and your body tells you what it's been trying to tell you in, in the way of injury, in the way of physically stopping you in the way of saying, well, if you're not going to listen to me, then, then I'm just going to take the reins from here. Um, you know, so actually something that I'm dealing with myself right now, um, yeah. because of at the point in my career, you know, I've been fighting for 15 years, so I have a sense of urgency um, to prove something to myself or to be able to accomplish all of these um, uh, goals that I have on my checklist and I feel like I'm running out of time um, but I can't just push my body to, I can't just push my body to the point where I feel like I'm cramming all of that stuff in this short amount of time and I, ha I have to listen to my body and I think it's important to understand that balance is just as important as you know, um, as going hard, you know, as, um, you know, pushing yourself to the limit, as being obsessed with, with your, with your goal and your, your passion. It, it is, it is balancing act. Uh, but listen to your body for sure. I think is the most important part. Listen to your body. And also, um, you know, I think what it is, it's like, it's that ego inside of us when we are, when we're competing, we feel like if we are doing less than our opponent or, or you know, the person across from us, then um, we're not training hard enough to win. Yeah. Uh, when it could be actually uh, counterproductive to overtrain because you're only breaking down your muscle, you're not allowing your body to fully really recover, and you're performing off of 50% when your body could really be performing off of 90%. So you're like training for no reason because it's like trying to drive a car with no gas. Uh, 
I think that's part of kind of the old school martial arts too, right? Like you're going to do it till you die and then keep going. <laughs> and and it, it's funny because this people like the mil military guys and girls are the same way. And like it, it, it takes you this far, but then you, then all of a sudden you come across a guy like Usain Bolt and don't get me wrong. That guy trained really hard, but it, it, but he also had like a chicken McNuggets or whatever before he 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 did he 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 ran faster than any guy in the world ever. So it's it's kind of that it's such a crazy balance, right? And how how do you find that balance? I know like myself in the beginning of my career as an athlete, I had so much pressure on myself that my performance was not so good. But the 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 longer into my career. I could relax a little bit more and I was, I was okay with, with that. And crazy enough, when I was happy, I performed better. Uh, is that, is that the same in your life? Like when you, when you're happy and when you're relaxed, is that the times when you perform the best or, or how does that work out for you? I wouldn't necessarily say when I'm happier, but what I could say, what I will say is when I was, when I allowed myself to embrace the process. When I wasn't fighting with the process, I was I performed better, and um, part of that process is giving your body space to recover, and and like basically like giving recovery a time slot for training, like as yeah. if recovery is part of your training because it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and it's like when, how I think about it is like when you're happy, you're flowing, you know, you're creative. Um, you you you're accepting um you're enjoying what you're doing and and these are all like emotions that that trigger different things in your body yeah. you're able to you're able to get in the zone when you're happy you're able to just be in the moment when you're happy you know when you when you are under the gun when you under pressure when you are competing with with stress those are also emotions that trigger different things in your body. You know, try to think of something stressful and do something smooth. There's no way, you know, you're, you become rigid, you become stifled and not just your body becomes stifled, but your mind becomes stifled. Yeah. And how do you, how, how do you deal with the, the mindset or the, the thought that you are running out of time, like all athletes are, have that, especially towards the end of the career, right? And it's, it's one of the hardest moments. And, and even we see this with elderly as well, like when in different areas of our, our life, we always are running out of time, right? But how have you dealt with that? And how, how, how are you dealing with, dealing with that? Yeah, it is. I, it, it's a hard pill to swallow. You know, you yeah. want to be able, you want to be able to do what you love for as long as you can. Um, and there are seasons to life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think how I've dealt with it is that, you know, um, I will always be a martial artist. I guess that's how I've dealt with it. Because even when I'm, like, my identity isn't tied to being a fighter. You know, you know, as much as martial arts is, is, is my passion, it's my identity isn't even tied to being a martial artist. You know, as much as that is who I am, like, you know, through and through, um, I've learned through martial arts that I'm, you know, that I am my own person. Uh, and it, that, that, that 
that is the gift that martial arts has given me. Um, but also with that being said, I have that confidence because I know that whatever happens when my fight career is over, that I will have the mental endurance to deal with whatever else it is that I want to become when I'm not a fighter because of what I went through when I was a fighter. Yeah. And I'm curious because um, one, one fighter that I really look up to in martial artists is GSP. And he has said over and over again that he really didn't enjoy the, the aspects of fighting more, more so the training. Uh, like, how are you in that sense? Like, do you enjoy like going into the octagon and that day? Or is that just a means, means to an end? I enjoy it. I yeah. do. Because outside of fighting, I'm a very loving, compassionate, kind-hearted person. And in fighting, my, the objective is to inflict as much pain on your opponent as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we both signed the dotted line, and that's kind of the name of the game. So yeah. I get to go in there and do that. I get to explore the darker side of, of who I am yeah. um, without having any guilt attached to it. I love that aspect of it because like I said earlier, it's like everybody has it within them, fight or flight, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm a fight type of person. I know that because I've been tested. Um, so it's nice to be able to, you know, let those feelings go in, you know, in a controlled arena. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love GSP and I, I, you know, he is one of, one of my favorite fighters as well. Uh, <clears throat> As far as, like, I always tell people this because I'm, like, such a foodie and I really don't like um, working out. I don't like doing cardio, but I do love martial arts. I love training. Yeah. You know, if I could just learn jujitsu and karate and wushu and Muay Thai and wrestling and, and boxing all day long, I would do it. You know, to me, I don't see that stuff as exercise. I don't see that stuff as working out. To me, that's martial arts. Yeah. Um, but, like as a fighter, I can't just do that. I have to do the conditioning. I have to do the running. I have to do the lifting. Yeah. You know, um, that's the stuff that I don't like. I mean, I've grown to like it because, you know, I've been fighting for 15 years and I, and I see the, I see the benefits of incorporating those things into my training. Yeah. Um, but if I could just do martial arts all day, I would. That's and awesome. I'd eat and I'd eat and I wouldn't have to cut weight and I'd just <laughs> be plump and happy. <laughs> oh my God it it will happen at, at some point it will happen <laughs> that's why you see all these old karate masters you know with the smoking and drinking eating good food and doing karate all day you know <laughs> so has there been a moment in your life when you really wanted to give up yeah for sure absolutely for sure, because sometimes you feel like you're doing something so, so passionately, 110%, you give up everything, you sacrifice so much, and, and it doesn't go your way. And you're like, what did I just sacrifice all that time and energy and heart and blood and sweat and tears for? Why? For what? For people to laugh at me? For people to you know, make memes of me getting kicked in the face or people to send me rude comments or people to tell me that I should retire, Yeah. you know, like, and again, it goes back to, you know, <laughs> those things are always going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and 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 those are the things that if you feed them will grow you know and so I guess you can you I I've, I've allowed myself and even my little one to sulk for a little bit yeah. because it's natural it's it's human nature to be in your feelings and to be emotional but it has to pass it has to pass or you don't move forward you know so I I, I just look at all those those times as you know it is just it's just a season yeah. it is just a season it, it that 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 will pass those emotions will pass and will come out the other end and um, I always tell people like those those moments uh, I have to remind myself that I fell yes but I fell forward I fell forward taking a step closer to my goal yeah and and how do you how do you push through during those times because we've seen this and you you as a as a karate practitioner, martial artists, like 10,000 people start and there's like five or 10 that goes to black belt. After that, if you go 10 more after, there's nobody, nobody left. And you know that because you've been in this game for 15 years. How many people are left that started when you did? It's almost literally nobody, right? Maybe a couple people. So how, how, like, how do you push through during those times, you know? I just, what, I think it kind of goes back to that quote that you were saying. It's like, when you think about the greats, there isn't really much that separates them from a normal person other than the fact that they just kept going. They yeah. really did. That's, all the, that's the only thing that separated them, you know, was they just kept going. They fell and they got up one more time than the other person that decided, ah, this isn't worth it. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about pressure. So how do you how do you deal with pressure uh you know you have a fight coming up you're doing this you're like you're towards you're in the final stages of you know being being a, a fighter and you want to make the best out of out of these final final years like how how do you deal with this and still come out with joy and you know uh, enjoy this this process you know I, I mean, all the all of the questions you're asking are, are are really tough questions because that's I think that's what we all deal with. Um, yeah. It, pressure can make you break you, you know, um, and I, it, it, it's all about how you perceive it. It's all about what you do with the pressure. I think that just naturally. If I, if I take away, you know, my rankings in the UFC, if I take away that it is the way that I feed my family, if I take away that millions of people around the world are watching me and judging me, and I just go out there and do what I love, yeah. there is no pressure. It does, none, none of that other stuff matters. Um, but the fact of the matter is, all that stuff is true. All those things do occur, um, but like I don't have to carry that in with me into the octagon as extra baggage. And mental practice really, really does help. Mental practice um, will get your mind in a place where you can have all of those distractions. You can have all of those um, things trying to to eat away at you, trying to pull you down, trying to make you submit. Um, 
and and they're going to be there, but they just just with mental practice you can silence those things. So a practice that my uh, a sports psychologist has has me do is um, anytime I'll tell you two things that I do like actual like this is actual nuggets that you can actually apply. So I mean it might sound silly, it might sound imaginative, but it's helpful because when you give yourself a visual. <clears throat> it helps your brain work through a problem versus focusing on the negative and letting those negative things grow into this huge monster that you didn't want living, occupying space in your brain. But basically you're on the beach and there's a boat at the dock and you have a, a, a luggage and you have all of these things that are bothering you. And, you know, you can pack those things away in your luggage I, I pack those things away in my luggage, all my worries, all my, you know, all my stresses, I pack them away in my luggage. The people that are bugging me, I, I tell those people to go on the boat too. I send them off with my luggage and I watch the boat slowly drift off past the horizon. And you ship those away and, and, and you're, you just keep doing that until it's like, you really you what were the one that made the choice to get those thoughts out of your head you know so you you mentally get those thoughts out of your head but what you're doing is physically getting those thoughts out of your out of your vibe you're taking it away from your vibe you know yeah. um another thing that i do which my coach my, my striking coach coach week has me do a lot and this pertains to fight week because there's just so so many things that get you nervous during fight week but for me it's the fight right fight hasn't happened I haven't fought this opponent I doesn't I don't know what she feels like I don't know how hard she hits I don't know what her game plan is all of those things are kept secret I guess for a reason I don't know why yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know I you get stuck in your head with all these thoughts you hear you hear the fight interviews they say they're going to take your head off they say they're going to do this. Oh, Michelle, I heard she said that she wanted to submit you, blah, 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 blah. Even though you don't want to think about it, they end up popping up in your head. Yeah. And if you don't address the problem in your head, that monster will grow. And sometimes there's nothing to do during fight week because all you're doing is cutting weight and waiting for the fight to happen. So you're stuck in your hotel room, can't go out anywhere. And all it does is feed this monster. Um, so what I do is I just get up and I start shadow boxing and I imagine the fight in my head. Okay, you're freaking out. Her last opponent, she knocked out. All right, see that. See what, see what she did to knock this girl out. Do you see it? Okay, what would you do? Take your head offline. All right, now we're off angle. Now we can attack. Oh, okay, so you attack. What are you going to do off of that attack? Okay, we're chaining it with the wrestling move. All right, now she's on the ground. What are you going to do now? She's on the ground. Let's get our hooks in. Oh, she's giving you her back. What are you going to do? Let's ground and pound her. Now she's covering up. Oh, wait, look, now her neck's open. Let's take her neck, choke her up. Boom, fight's finished. You win. Get your hand raised. Go home. Sit down with your family. So you just turned a really bad situation into a celebratory situation. Isn't that crazy how how beautiful life is and like everything is a game. If we can play around with this, like all the fears that we have, all, all the things that going on is 
it's part of the human experience. And I, I, I guess we all have it more or less, right? Uh, but it's, it's the tools that we use that make us or break us. And one thing that I'm curious, and this is something I heard you say as well, and this is like with your daughter, it's important for you to see how you act, not only what you say. And I think that that's an incredible, it might, she must be so proud of you, you know, being like a, a badass mom going after her dreams, you know, and, and just you guys are doing it as a family. I know your husband has made a lot of sacrifices as well. So how does that feel to be like a, a total like entity doing, doing this as a, as a family? I'm, I'm super blessed. You know, I have an amazing support system here in my family. There's been times when, you know, I was defeated and the person that lifted me up was my daughter, yeah. you know. Um, and it was a very humbling experience. It's very eye-opening, you know, and there's so much that I learned from her. There's so much. There's still, you know, you think you have your stuff together after 15 years of fighting professionally. And sometimes I'm trying to coach her through, um, you know, a, you know, a very, you know, simple, like, gymnastic tournament, but in her mind, it's not simple, it's, it's her, it's her UFC debut, when she's yeah. stepping up to the, to the event, you know, and I see in her the things that I do, yeah. and I get so frustrated, and I'm like, gosh, Araya, <laughs> get out of your head, what are you doing, it's just stop freaking out just go out there and have fun and then like I, I tell her these things and I walk away and my husband's looking at me like <laughs> kind of like take your own advice you know <laughs> that's awesome but it's, it's 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 a never-ending cycle and if you can be okay with that you'll be all right yeah no I I that but that's part of being a martial artist right we we grow uh, through our a lifetime yeah. I'm curious. I, I just have two or three more questions and then I'll let you go. And so one thing is, is goal settings. How I wrote a book about goals. I'm, I'm big into setting goals, writing down my goals and all of that. So I'm curious, like how, how do you work with goals and is it important to write down your goals? Like what's, what's your process in regards to that? I, you know, I am a huge pen to paper person. Um, I have a I have a journal, you know, I highlight throughout my books that I read, I write on the, you know, on the sides of the, of the columns. Um, I have a planner. Um, I'm always writing down my thoughts and my ideas. I'm always reading and listening to other people that have other insights that are different than mine. Um, I do think it's very important to have a goal put in front of you. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like that's probably another reason why I fight. Because it forces me to follow through with something. When I have to fight, I have to find the dotted line. Boom, that's the day you're fighting. You can't jump out of the cage and say, nah, I changed my mind. You know, wow. <laughs> <laughs> when you sign the line, it, you got to go. Um, so it's like that commitment for me, that commitment and follow through is, is really helpful for me in my own personal life. And it just kind of what it does is it keeps me in check. And, and um, what has really helped me, I guess there's a couple of different things that you can do when you're, when you're goal setting is that you, when, when, you when you have a goal set, uh, in mind, 
it has to be um, specific. You can't just say like, I want to be the best in the world. Like, okay. Cause you know, if, if my daughter said that to me, like my daughter is the best thing in the world. Like she, nobody, yeah. it doesn't matter what she does. It's not going to change the, what I think about my daughter. She's the best in the world. It's yeah. too vague. You know, what is your specific goal? Is it something that you can tangibly have? Like, is it something that is within your control? Because you can't set a goal that, that to do something that is outside of your control. That's not a realistic goal to have. So you set a realistic goal that is tangible. And I think for me, I give myself timelines. And if it's a huge goal, I break that goal down into micro mini goals. Um, and I have like, for me, what I think the biggest thing is to hold yourself accountable. And there's a couple of different ways you can do that. You can put yourself on blast and let everybody know that you have this goal yeah. so that they hold you accountable. You know, social media is good for that. I mean, if you, it, I mean, for me, because I have pride, I, I you know, I want to follow through on those things. Uh, and it, and if, if you don't want to do that, have, have an accountability partner, you know, a friend, a spouse, somebody that you share your goal with and a timeline with and that that can check in on you and see how you're doing with your goals. And maybe, maybe you can be the accountability partner for them. Yeah. I'm curious though. Like I, I sometimes get obsessed with my goals that I miss out on better things that's happening, uh, happening during the way. Because when I, once I set my mind on something, I, like I'm going there, it's already, it's going back to being like a bushy, a warrior, right? Uh, when it's said, there's no need for promises. It's like, it's already done. And that gives me great results, but sometimes I miss the beauty that is right next to me. And sometimes I think it's good to be able to sway. So I'm curious, like, how do you deal with that? And uh, how has that been in your life? You're right. You will miss a lot of beauty. Um, but I think that is part of the sacrifice of trying to achieve a goal that is, you know, super hard to reach. Yeah. I mean, and you have to be okay with missing some of those beautiful moments because it is a sacrifice. Yeah. Now, with that being said, you know, it, you can also look at it in a way mm -hmm. to where, you know, you're, you're working for this goal, you're working for your, this goal, and you finally have this opportunity to, you know, to, to check that off your list to accomplish that goal and you shoot and you miss and you don't accomplish your goal, that is not to say that um, you didn't experience something beautiful, you know? So I think embracing that, the fact that you pushed yourself to that limit, that you sacrifice all these things, that is a beautiful moment as well. Yes. You know, the, the, road to the, the road to the top, you know, is a very lonely road. And if you understand that, and, you, you have to be okay with that, you know, and you can't, you can't put, you can't give your, you can't put a guilt trip on yourself for trying to achieve something that nobody, you know, that not very many people want to do. Yeah. It just, it is what it is. And, 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 and if you're done, you know, trying to, trying to do that, trying to achieve greatness yeah. and you're okay with that and you can be okay with that yourself, you can put yourself to sleep and be okay with walking away from that and and maybe enjoying, you know, the simpler things in life, then, then be okay with that and, and walk away with a smile on your face, you know? Yeah. Thank you for sharing this. I mean, it's, uh, it's so beautiful from 
hearing from somebody that is has been doing this their whole life and you're still in it which which i think is is amazing so i i, I it would be curious to ask you the same questions in five or 10 years and, and just kind of go back to this, this moment right here, because it is, it's an ever evolving process, right? Absolutely. And final question to you. So people that are listening here, they might struggling, they might be in like that mode, like I want to do this, but I, I'm scared. I'm scared of changing who I am. And I'm, I'm scared of letting go of my, my past and my, uh, all the people kind of holding me back, so to speak, and, and myself holding me back. Like, what's the first step they can do right after this show to at least get a little bit, you know, get started on, on their dreams? Do something right away. You know, um, whatever it is, whatever goals it is, whatever um, bad habit you're trying to break, whatever good habit you're trying to create, whatever dream you have, um, don't allow it to be a dream, you know, put it into action. And it doesn't have to be a humongous action. It just has to be a tangible, actual physical action that puts things into motion. You know, sometimes you don't want to go to the gym. Sometimes you don't want to work out. Sometimes you don't want to do this, sometimes you don't want to, but it's, it, it, it's just getting yourself there. That's the hard part. Yeah. Once you're there, you'll go. Yeah. I love that. Michelle. Waterson, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you coming on the show. I know you're you're busy. You're a mom. You're you're a wife. You're an athlete. You're a martial artist. You're a human being. There's things to do. So we really appreciate your time. And if people want to connect with you and follow your journey, where's the best place for that? I'm probably most active on my Instagram. It's Karate Hattie. Yeah. <laughs> Karate Hattie <laughs> MMA. So I am the most active on there. I do try to be, you know, as like, um, as transparent as possible, because at the end of the day, we all, we're all human. We're all in this journey together. And if we can, if we can be there for one another to experience it, to go through it, to help um, one another up when they need a little help, you know, that's what we're here for. And I just hope that people can realize that, you know, the only difference, the only difference between where I am and where you might one day want to be that I, you know, I kept going. Kept pushing through. And I mean, that that's incredible. So thank you, everybody who's still here watching, listening to this show. I have a big fat mission. I want to help at least 10 million people in 10 years to go after their dreams. So if you enjoy this show, please share it with somebody that needs to hear this message. Give us a subscribe, give us a review and, and, and just, just help us building this tribe with positivity. That's something that we really, really need in this world. So thank you so much, guys, and I'll see you next week.